what is my purpose, God? What is it? And if I don't know, then I pray and ask God for guidance. Well, this time at work, it's annoying at this point. Yes, so I believe it's very passion. annoying. But this tell me, tell me, tell me a time based on the topic that you had to encounter that. All right, guys. So we got our people here. So I do want to start. Um, just cause, like I said, today's my brother's birthday, so I have so much things to do. So. Welcome back to Yes She Speaks. This is your girl, LaVadia Renee. We come back to you with another bomb topic, I know. Um, today is Chill Go Tuesday, so you know I'm wearing my sweats on my 90s. So right now I have on my boyfriend's glasses because these are so freaking cute. And then I have on this shirt and these shorts. Um, I got these from Target. And then I have on these Adidas slippers. So I'm really chill today, guys. If you're... Not working today, uh, you know, due to COVID. I hope you're chilling, relaxing, and getting work done at home. And if you had to go out, I hope you still throw something real chill, you know, because it's Tuesday. Why get dressed up? All right, so um, the topic is ever had a racial moment where you didn't get to react? So um, now I know we all came across this, especially what's going on now. Hello, Mikhail. Um, with, uh, you know, police beating up black people because they're not wearing masks. Hi, Shante. And the fact that, you know, white people are, are just down the block and they're just chilling. So I just want to know, what when, when did you ever experience a racial moment where you just wasn't able to react the way that you wanted to? I know that a lot of people, every time they hear a story, is X, Y, and Z, such and such and such. So I just want to know, like, when was you ever in a situation where you just cannot react the way you wanted to um also um i do want to tell y'all a moment i had and it's just crazy um because i think everybody had a choice just to suck it up because we couldn't do anything so i was working for this lady when i was doing home health aid and i remember i had the twist not box braids but like the twist and it was bigger it was like medium size and I remember I was sitting in the house and um, we was waiting. Hi, Alex. We was waiting for, um, I don't know what we was waiting for. I don't want to say too much because I, am, I, I do have her on my social media. But long story short, <laughs> she referred to my hair as a mop. Like, I don't, oh my God, it's, now that I think about it, it's so funny. But when she saw my hair, hi Alex, hi Lena, hi Diamond. When she saw my hair, she referred to it as a mop. Like, because my because of the type of braids I had at the time, they was like, Jumbo, she was like, yeah, your hair looks like, like a mop, like mop hair. And I'm just like, uh, I don't really know how to get with that because it was like, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, it was just so awkward. And another time that I had a racial moment is when a white lady called my son a monkey. Now, I know y'all like, what? What? Yeah, so um, I told, I have a blog that's coming out on May 30th, and I go into more detail on my reaction to her calling my son a monkey. Um, but was I mad? Very mad. Hello, Righteous Why. Because this white lady called my son a monkey, and I couldn't react the way I wanted to because I was so angry. So, like I said, I go into more detail on my blog when I release that. It's going to be May 30th when my blog comes out. Um, and it's more so going to be, like, you know, just more in-depth of my thoughts and things like that. But I do want to just give you the overall story. 
So my son um, had a lift node, and if people don't know what a lift node is, it's something that is created. Basically, kids get it, and it's created so it could fight off bacteria. So that's what a lift node is. So he had a lift node. Me being a new mom that I am, I got. I was extremely like going crazy like oh my god what is this i don't know what it is and then when you go to google google's like your worst enemy because google will literally be like oh it's cancer it's this it's that and it's not it's not even close so i have where i live um hi where i where i live um it's literally a urgent care like right next to me and then down the block a little bit more down the block is um a pediatric urgent care but then there's one urgent care that actually that's my cat. She's being annoying. It's one urgent care that actually um, takes both kids and adults. So that's the one that's closer to me. So I went to that one. So as I'm going in there, RJ's acting like his normal self. He's not acting like he's sick or anything like that. Um, as He's an active two-year-old. So obviously, you know, I, in the beginning when he was waiting for, to see the doctor, he was relaxing. But I guess once the doctor saw him and he knew nothing was wrong with him. Hi, coaches. Um, he, he, so basically we was done with the doctor and he walks out of the thing. So I'm gathering our stuff. My grandmother called me. So I'm like distracted with that. But it was empty. So I didn't mind him walking out of the doctor's office going back to the waiting room because it was right there. So as he goes to do that, I'm picking up the stuff and I'm walking behind him. And I noticed that he was able to get on the the, the chairs in the, um, the waiting room. So he got, he got, he helped himself up there by himself. Hey. And he sat down. So when I came out the doctor's um, room and I went and said, I'm like, oh, my God, how did you do that? It was so fast. And the lady, the receptionist behind me was like, yeah, like, you know, he's such a good climate. And then there was a white lady sitting there like in her phone and she whispered, yeah, like a monkey. So. Honestly, everything just stopped at that moment because I'm like, I've never in my life thought that I would actually like see like and experience racism like face to face like on social media is different because it's me watching other people get mistreated because of their race but for you to actually sit and actually experience that face to face is totally different because it comes out you it comes at you left field and you're not expecting somebody to make such an ignorant statement in a time where it was no need, right? So me personally, I'm so used to, like I said, going on social media, watching the mistreatment of blacks and getting angry from that. I'm so used to that. Like that's just a norm for me at this point and I get to express my emotions. But to be in, um, I'm gonna kiss. This is my cat, by the way, if y'all wanna know what I'm throwing. So I, I, to be in that situation, I, it's like, when she said that, my everything paused around me. Honestly, everything paused. And I was so close of giving her the reaction she deserved, which was, what the fuck did you say? Did you say what I think you said? Cursing all that, wig snatching. She would have went bold. I would have been in the precinct. Somebody would have to come get RJ because that's just how, like, that's just how I was feeling because, like, how dare you call my son a monkey? And that's a, that little boy doesn't even, like, so, mind you, I'm standing, right when she said it, I heard her, I'm standing and nobody heard her. She tried to say it in a type whisper to the point like nobody hear her, but I heard her. So, I'm in a trance, so I'm just standing there like, like, oh my God, like, I think this is the X, Y, and Z moment. I've always said if that was to happen to me, this is my X, Y, and Z moment. So, my son breaks me out the trace because he comes, 
I didn't even notice, but he got down from the chair and walked up to me like, mama, like, mama, like, you know, it's time to go. I want to put my coat on. And I'm thinking like, okay, if I react right now, not only will I traumatize my son, but I'm putting myself in a very vulnerable moment because I could react to this lady and whoop her ass. And what would result in, you know, oh, this is how you act around your child. Police come in because, you know, white people finna call the police. Police come in. God forbid my child getting taken away from me. And I have so much to lose. So in the midst, as I'm putting on my son's coat, I'm fighting with myself. Hi, Peter. I'm fighting with myself on if I should confront this lady on what I heard because you literally just called my child a monkey. And he's as innocent as they go. Now... And the playing devil's advocate, which most people would do, she probably was saying it in a sense where, oh, yeah, like like monkeys climb. But the fact that my son is a black boy, I'm not going to take that any way that I'm then the way I'm going to interpret it. And I'm going to interpret it as a racist, ignorant shit. Hi, Marissa. So the fact that she did that, I was just like, I was just taken aback. And I got RJ's coat off and I left. Mind you, the, the urgent care is right where I live. So... If I could have easily went back because the lady was still in the waiting room. So I called my son's father and I am fuming like this lady. I'm sitting here. I'm about to go back. I'm going to whoop her ass. I'm going to fucking curse this bitch out. Like I'm so mad. Like I'm crying. I'm so angry, but I'm mad because I cannot react the way I want to react. My original reaction is to not only curse her out, but to put hands, feet, toes, toenails, eyelashes, eyebrows, edges on this lady like that's how bad I wanted to beat her up like because how dare you like say something like that about an innocent child like so and mind you my son wasn't acting crazy he wasn't running around hello um hello Quasia. he wasn't acting like a bad like a bad kid all he did was come out of the doctor's office and walked to the waiting room and then got helped himself on um a chair and literally sat down he wasn't running around he wasn't making noise he wasn't being like basically uncontrolled because i had i just went i'm like oh how did you get up there so i'm on the phone i'm raging i'm mad i'm screaming this lady just called my child the monkey this fucking white person she's fucking ignorant i cannot believe that she sat there and called my fucking kid a monkey and I'm in the car and I'm crying and I'm bugging out because I'm like, yo, like every time I had these moments, I used to be on some yo X, Y, and Z. Like that should happen to me. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But because of the fact that I'm by myself, like if I had my sister, my sister could have took my son out. I could have handled my business, but I'm by myself. So I can't act as irrational as I want to. Hi, Lemon Drop. Hi, Smooth Mitch. So the fact that, um... Wait, what? Start this story over because I know I'm not tripping. No, you're not. You know you're not tripping. Um, For the people that's coming in now, I will repeat it one more time. Um, So basically, I brought my son to urgent care um, because he had a lip node. And most people know that a lip node is created to fight off like bacteria and stuff just in case if, if his body's like in a basically fighting the beginning of a cold, I could say. So I brought, hi, hi, Shanice, hi, guys. So I brought my son to urgent care. When I brought him to urgent care, I brought him to, like, one that's, like, for adults and pediatrics. They treat both. Um, I was in a waiting room. My son was, you know, very calm. I went and brought, um, I went and brought, we went into the doctor's office. And then when he came, we, thank you. So we went into the doctor's, um, room. Okay. 
So the doctor seeing RJ, she's saying thank you. She's saying that, you know, he's good. You know, this is normal. But like I said, when you go on Google, anything with your kid, please don't. Because it just makes it worse. Hence why we ended up in urgent care. Because me, my brain wasn't stopping. I'm thinking it's something, God forbid. Because what I saw on um, Google was it said cancerous. So once I saw some shit like that, I'm like, I'm bringing him there. I need to see what's going on. So we get an urgent care, the doctor sees us. Now, as we coming out of the doctor's office, RJ runs out. Mind you, if you've ever been in an urgent care, it's not that big. So he ran out to go back to the waiting room. And mind you, I'm on the phone with my grandmother. I'm trying to gather up our clothes. This is like, like in the middle of winter. Trying to gather our clothes to walk out. As I walk out, I see that my son went to go sit back in basically the sitting waiting area we were sitting in. So as I'm walking out, I'm like, oh, bub, how did you get up there so fast? So the, the receptionist behind me was like, yeah, like he's really fast. Like he's a climber. And then the white lady that was sitting like by the door of the urgent care whispering under her mouth. Yeah, like a monkey. That's what she said. Hi, Dom. So as you can see, like I heard her. She tried to say it under her breath, but I heard her loud and clear as if she was screaming it. So she tried to whisper it, but I heard her. Mind you, my son was still sitting there, and I'm trying to get like gather up. Not only did she say that, but like, so basically, yeah, guess exactly what she did. So I literally was in a trance. Like I paused. Like I don't know if y'all ever watch movies where everything just shut down around a person is completely silenced. That was me. Like I was like, did this fucking lady? And I go into more detail on the blog that I'm dropping May 30th, but. This lady called my kid a fucking monkey. Like, and I'm like, yo. Now, the real me, because I've matured so much. The lovey in me would have beat that bitch till she was no more. Like, I would have stomped her out. I would have put, like I said, hands, feet, toenails, eyelashes, eyebrows, edges, all on her. Because how dare you sit there and do, say that about a child? Like, but the fact that I was by myself and I had just my son, I could not react the way I wanted to because... I was in a place where everything was just playing. Like, every scenario. I don't know if y'all ever seen the end the end game of when he was like, he said he saw over a million different ways some shit gonna end. And only one way was the way that they was gonna survive. That's what the fuck happened to me. Like, I was seeing shit totally like... Because I'm like, how the fuck? I hate that shit for real. I would've lost my mind. I, I, I was so close. Hi, Kiara. Dang, I should've been there. I'll be there tomorrow. Let's be living. <laughs> That lady's long gone. I don't even know where she's at, honestly. Um, Equate just said, nothing's worse than expecting shit like that when you're at work or with your kids because it's like, what the fuck can I really do besides walk the fuck away and pray for your rich, your racist ass? For real, Habanita. Um, and th the thing is, I... The, the funny thing is, like, in that moment, I was about to risk it all because I'm sitting there contemplating, like, yo, should I say something? Because the receptionist didn't hear me, so it would have just me being me blacking, like, on some, what the fuck did you say? Ma'am, I would beat the living. This is not 1950. Like, I would have really went into the political me and then the ghetto me and then the righteous me. Like, all in one because no, you're not going to sit here and call my motherfucking son a monkey. So, like I said in the beginning, RJ basically, in the midst of me standing there, like, on pause, RJ comes up to me, he's like, mommy, mommy, like, mommy. So, like, mommy, my coat, like, we gotta go. Like, obviously, you know, doctor said. So, I'm like, yo. So, as I look down at my son, I'm like, you know what? I can't because, God forbid, I would have whooped her ass. The cops would have came. Because the cop, the precinct's not even far from where I live. Cops would have came. 
And on top of me acting irrational, they would have been like, oh, she's not. This is what they do because that's what they, they wanted me to. She, I feel like that's what she wanted me to do. Like, So I'm like, you know what? I got put my son code and I go to the car, call my son's father, and I'm black and I'm mad, I'm screaming, I'm crying, I'm distraught because how I felt like I lost power within myself in a way because even though my son didn't hear her because he was, you know, not in the air shot, and I felt like if he would have heard her, he wouldn't, my son wouldn't have been able to um, make sense of what she said because for him, a monkey is an animal. It's not what black people are called. So he's very innocent in a sense like that. So, Dom said, not to my damn nephew, no ma'am. Yes, hi to that, hi to, hi okay. Yeah, but, so, I'm in the car, I get, I get to my destination, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to go back over there, I'm about to go back over there. So, I'm like this close to calling my sister to come to where I'm at, just hold my son and let me just go back there and be like, yo, bitch, I heard what the fuck you said, and I'm about to book. But I literally had to like contain myself because I literally had to look at my son and I'm like, if I was to act this way, how am I going to show him how to act in situations? Like, am I going to make him think that words are more powerful than his actions? Like, so I really had to dig deep. And I know like living in a world like this, being black is so hard because there's times where you want to lash out. There's times where you want to just go punch a motherfucker in the face just because of what the police did yesterday. But it's just, like, you have to really, like, and, and I know because I have a black son and I have to teach my boy, like, yo, like, words is words do hurt. So I hate when people, like, words don't hurt. Words hurt. Words fucking hurt because it, it takes words to get you to a breaking point. Like, it takes words to get you on some old word, like, okay, I'm about to beat you up because you're just saying too much. So words do hurt, but... I have to show him that, like, your actions are just better because I could not react the way I wanted to. Like, I, yo, and I mean, for a week straight, I was contemplating. Like, I wanted to, that day, I wanted to go back to the urgent camp and be like, yo, so that lady that you saw after me, yo, what's her name? I, like, I was thinking of so much different things I could have done so she could pay for what she said. All right, let me give me one second. Read your comments. Give me one second. Um, Shanice says, we want to stand up for our kids and having them with us in times like these, we have to bite our tongue and turn over, turn over the, turn out the cheek. Yes, we definitely do. I agree. All kids are, that's why, um, she should have had to catch these hands because bitch, what? That's crazy. Don said, not dead ass queer. I hate that. I hate shit like that. And I don't even have kids, but you're not going to play with nobody kids around me either. Yup. Um, Benita said, it's very hard to avoid ignorance. It is. Words hurt more than anything. Most times, it ain't no ignorant bitch about to make my son question his humanity. Like, the fuck do you mean a monkey, you fucking dog? This is gonna be hot. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a story I'm telling you guys. This happened in, like, 2019. And I'm telling you the story now. And look how it's, like, PTSD on y'all. Like, y'all shit is boiling right now. So, it's like y'all can relate because y'all have kids that are like are are as in our skin complexion, you know what I mean? So, so um, basically, what what my son's father goes, oh, you shouldn't let that get you mad. Like, it's nothing. It's not that serious. You gonna let somebody? But I had to hang up on him because you don't get it. You wasn't there. Like you don't get it. Like I don't know what it is, but somebody said jail for me. Yes. Let me say a while shaking my head. Yes. Um, jail. Yo, I would have been like. P.O.P. Hold it down. Cause mama, mama, I love you. I was this close. 
I was this close. I swear for God, I was this close because I, but I knew like, I just, I, I couldn't because I didn't want, but I also didn't want to traumatize my son in a way that like, okay, people say something to you, you act irrational, you bug out. I didn't want that. So, yo, what I mean a week, I thought about it, right? So, um, I think this was Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is around Thanksgiving comes around. You're better than me. I've grown up, but stuff like that. I can't just walk away. I had to. I had to walk away off the sake of I in in a sense, I just I couldn't I couldn't react the way I wanted to because as I looked at my son, I just didn't I didn't want him to know. It was just so much. Like when you're in a moment, when you're in a moment cuz my cat's bugging me. When you're in a moment, um it's just like I know most people, when when you're in a situation, especially like that, nobody thinks. And trust me, I know. From little, I used to be getting it on. I used to fight. I used to just fight people. Like, I never talk. Like, I would just run up. If somebody you want to fight, we'll just run up. We're going to get done up. That's it. I don't, I don't want to talk. There's no talking. We talked enough. That's why we got here. And that's it. So, me, I, I just do straight action. Like, I don't have time to be conversing. I think the only thing I would have conversed with that lady is, bitch, what you said. And then I would have just been hands, feet, tail, no uh, toenails and everything on her. But I realized that I'm not responsible for just me. I'm responsible for a little boy. And what I have to do with him is I have to teach him that, yes, words do hurt, but your actions speak more. And I also have to teach him that people like that, you do not get power because that lady's so ignorant and she's going to get her day. And I know people be like spiritual this and God be taking too long, but I feel like she's really going to get her day because you said that about an innocent damn child that said not, that had nothing to do with you. And on top of that, it's like you mess with the right one, but the wrong one in a sense. Because I'm the type that I remember that lady's face. I Trust me, she's embedded in my brain. And I would see her again, and I would fucking, like, nip her with my car or some shit. Like, that's just what I would do, just off the simple fact that she really tried the wrong one. Dom said, I think for him as a black man, as much as he may want to react, he can't. Because he knows the consequences of being a black man in this country. So his coping tactics is to stay calm and turn face. And it's so sad, but that is as true as it's going to get. Like, because if my, if I was to teach my son, like, okay, but I do want to get into what my father said, but give me, I'm a Rishanese. So she said, but I completely understand. Um, you make perfect sense. I agree because that's not a good thing for our kids to see. It's not hello salon. Because you said, I had a racist, I had a racist ass people in my restaurant. When I worked in a hotel and they used to come in and say and be so nasty, I would just be extra polite and extra nice. That shit kills me, LOLs. They be expecting us to act and ask because we're black and that's what we do. But I can never imagine being through that with my kids. You act the way you felt was appropriate. I probably would I probably would have got so ignorant with that lady and my kids would have been looking at me like I'm crazy after, after. so good job, lovey. Thank you. I mean, personally, I, I want to play a devil's advocate because if I would have went crazy... I would have had to explain to my son later on. And I cannot get mad at him if he goes, Mommy, why do you allow that lady to give so much power? Because if I'm teaching my son a certain way, I cannot get mad if he was to correct me later on. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, and, I'm, and I'm telling you guys, all this stuff I thought. Hello, JJ. I thought of all this stuff. All this shit ran on my mind. I mean, a week went by and this stuff was still on my mind and still bothering me. So I was thinking, like, he's a black man in America. So if... Especially with the black men we roll with, you used to say something to a nigga, he'll slap shit out of you. Like, 
Just so if you say something wrong, you say something about his mama. Like, so I don't want my son to have that short trigger because he's a black man in America. And that's not fair to him because the next thing he'll see with a short temper is jail and or death. And I don't want that for him. I also do not want him to know that his power within himself is in words. Like a word does not define you. And I wanted that and I need that lesson. And this is why I did what I did because I needed this to be a lesson for him later on. So when he is dealing with something, he can be like, Ma, you've never been through it. Yes, I have. I've been through it when you was one years old. Yes, I have. And this is how I handled it. This is exactly how I handled it. And then this is what happened after I handled it the way I handled it. So... Like I said, I went, end up going to my family's thing. Uh, this is Thanksgiving, and I tell them exactly what happened. So from my sister to my mother to my aunt to my cousins, oh, X, Y, and Z, I would have did this and I would have did this. And that's, that was me. If I was ever in a situation like that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But my father goes, LaVeige, you did the right thing. He goes, because they want you to act like that. She's like, that lady is so ignorant. She didn't even know that her life was in danger because you heard her. She thought you did it. She was like, she wanted you to act that ignorant, that blackness. She wanted you to act that way. Because the funny thing is, I was the only one who heard it. So me just bugging out, ah, the receptionists were like, I didn't hear anything. And it would have just been me being the belligerent, ignorant black woman who's angry. You know what I mean? So it would have just been that. And I'm like, that's, I, that's not me. I'm not an angry black woman. But the fact that I heard you call my fucking kid a monkey, I think that makes any average black person mad. So when my father told me that, I knew I didn't make the wrong choice because I knew that not only did I have so much to lose in the back end, I, my child was present. Hi, Tay. Um, hello, um, Kiana. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Clyde. So Shanice goes, I want a son so bad, but I'm scared because teaching him to stand up for himself can possibly get him killed or hurt badly. As a black man, they're targeted from birth. Sorry if it's off topic. No, it's not off topic. It's right on topic. Black men are targeted for birth. And um, the reason why I picked this topic because it definitely goes into nosy news. And hi, Prince. Um, nosy news is basically going to talk about how black people are still going to treat it in today. In America, and it's crazy because you would have thought we were still living in 1950, but we're living in 2020. And the fact that even as me experiencing racism, racism is literally every single day. Like, and honestly, it's just times I don't really know how to react to it because there's times where I want to beat up Karen because Karen deserves her ass to be whooped. But then there's times it's like, baby girl, you're not even worth it because. You don't even know who you're dealing with. Like, and it's just sometimes it's like it's hard to be the bigger person. And honestly, in that time, it was very hard because I think I contemplated about five times going back there. Literally, very, very split decisions. Like, I'm going to leave RJ in the car, give him my phone. He'll be fine. I'm going to whoop this bitch ass. I'm going to hop in my car. I'm going to drive off. But so much shit can happen. And I'm just like, Talon goes, a white man and woman jumped out their vehicles with guns on me. My brother, Wise and Omar, in South Carolina at a red light. Everybody in the car wanted to get out and fight. Four on two, but I not, I locked the doors and drove off. Not because I was scared, but more so because I knew better and wanted to protect my family. That is insane that you're still, hello, Jalissa, that you're still going through that. I would have cried. You're in Carolina, South Carolina at that. And that's another thing. I'm even scared to move because I don't know where I'm welcomed at. Like, I'm thinking about going maybe to, I feel like Atlanta is overcrowded, just saying. Texas a little bit maybe, but I feel like I don't know where blacks are welcome because there's always something. And the fact, Talon, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. 
especially in 2020 like we're in 2020 people like we're not in 1960 we're not in the 80s we're not in the 70s we're damn sure not in the 90s because the 90s is popping but we're in the 2020s this is a whole new millennial a whole new period and the fact that we're still going through these challenges as black people is completely disgusting and I remember saying something in my last show. I was like, do black people even have any fight left in them? Because I remember in those eras, we had Black Panther, we had Malcolm X, we had Martin Luther King, and I know them. They the white people murdered them, but I'm just like, do we even have any more fight? Because it's like, I don't know. Like, my that was 2019, and my son, somebody whispered my son was a monkey. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, where does this really stop? I think, like, I don't even know. Equation said exactly. I'm learning to have my own power over my life and my actions. And believe it or not, my kids are teaching me how to do that. Because I'm such a hothead. I react over everything. My son hates it. He's always telling me, stay calm and centered. And it takes two people to argue, mommy. Our kids are our biggest eye-openers and teachers, teachers, and we don't even know it. It was because of your son that you choose to make the better choice, which was leaving her in her misery. Yes. And, and because my son... And because my son did not know. Like, I could understand if RJ was a little bit older and he was like, Mommy, that lady called me a monkey. Why she called me a monkey, Mommy? Then it would have been on some, let me just take these off real quick, bitch, because you about to get your ass whipped. Like that. But because I was the only one who heard it, I felt like I had more control over the situation because I didn't have to react the irrational black woman that you want me to do. I'm going to act like I didn't hear it. God forbid if I see you again or if I see your obituary or anything, Oh, best believe, baby girl. Because this train don't stop, baby girl. I'm going to remember your face, baby girl. You're going to watch me on TV, baby girl. You're going to see this. And you're going to get read to filth if you ever, ever. Trust me, people, God put people in places. God does the most mysterious things. You never know. And while it's great to stay quiet and to walk away from it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with healthy confrontation. White people automatically assume that the color of our skin defines how educated we are. You can most definitely address something without getting irate. So what you have to say, say what you have to say, then walk away. You will think about it all day, the audacity of this black woman to address me. Yes, but the thing is, because it happened the way it did, just so like off guard, I didn't have a, I can say a sense of, um, like say clarity on how to address it like my only way to address it was to be aggressive because why like because my only question would be why would you say something like that like why the fuck would you say that about my son he's not doing nothing to you like he's minding his damn business like so I can honestly say in every situation I don't have that clarity where it's like uh let me let me say this to you because at that moment no probably now if i was to endure something like that i would definitely try to address it the way that i can see fit that can not work for the both of us but for me to read you and for you to just look stupid but i don't know hello love lovely i can't tell you listening speak thank you funny thing a white lady earlier shook her head at me gave me a stink look sucked her teeth and left the section i was in at the supermarket just because i popped my daughter White people, that's why their kids is walking around on drugs and bugging out. Because it's okay to pop your kid, especially if you're disciplining them and then you're explaining to them why you discipline them. Every time I discipline my son, I explain to him why I did it. Um, so he understands as to why I popped him. I don't just be smacking him. Well, this is why I did it because I gave you three times and you ain't listen. It was homecoming just outside of an HBCU. That is, that's crazy. Hi, Miss Carolyn. Hi, Rashawn. 
Um, Dom said, I've been the only black woman at a table with millionaires, white millionaires. And the only one who had a plan that was realistic, the things that I heard in the office after that was scary, but I can't live in fear because I'm more than what people expect of me. Amen. And yes, you are. Amen. 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 Yes, you are. But I think that we have, when it comes to black people, we have such a stereotype and I'm not going to lie. A lot of black people keep the stereotype alive when it comes to, uh, reality shows, when it comes to just women and being playing the hood i'm gonna just say that playing the hood and you know it's a stereotype about black people that some people keep alive and some people try to stay stray away from me personally my goal in life was to break a lot of the stereotypes said about black people because i never believed it in the first place i'm black and i don't even like watermelon if you want to get technical i'm black and the first time i ate collard greens to be really honest i think i was 20 years old and it was miss carolyn felder's collard greens that's the first collard greens i ever ate in my entire life i'm black and the first time i ate mashed potatoes was when i was 18 like so it's like so much like narratives of black people that we are this stereotype and it just makes me mad because we're not and i i think another thing that makes me mad is certain black people because i really i recently just seen a video of a white lady kicking black like it was like three black men and she was telling them like you don't live here let me see your id and she ended up kicking one of them they didn't they didn't put their hands on her they recorded her and said they was going to call the police and it's crazy that you could put your hands on me. If I put my hands on you, I'll be the one to go to jail. But you put your hands on me. And I feel like some black people, they run into the wrong, the right black people. Because there's the black people that's not going to react the way that they need to react. Those are the black people that's not even going to, they're going to take the ladder automatically. And honestly, I can say in that moment when that white lady called my son a monkey, I can honestly say that she chose the wrong the right one because my thing was my my initial reaction was to beat her until she couldn't see no more but my the fact that my son was in front of me and the fact that I knew that if I was to react this way it's so much negative that could come out of putting out that energy she knew that that was just one thing she could get away with and I feel like within a black community that's not even within a black community within a white community a lot of those people, they get away with things like that because the black people that they are attacking or the black people that they are being rude to or racist to are not the ones that's going to react the way that they need a reaction. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when Popeye's chicken was going, like, was the thing and a white man went into Popeye's and he called the employee a nigger. Literally, like, five minutes after that, he got jumped by a bunch of black people. Now, I'm not trying to say violence is the answer, but I doubt the next time he gonna say nigger. If he do, he gonna say in his goddamn head and not out loud. Even though that doesn't take away the racism, it should completely diminish it. But I feel like because these black people, these white people are trying, the black people that's not going to, I can say, like, lash out on them or show them what really happens when you say this to a black person, the real reaction, I feel like it just keeps going. Like around um, California was a lady that was just running around talking about niggers. I hate niggers. I want to kill all niggers. There was, it was black people there, but it wasn't the type of black people that would have slapped the dog shit out of her, you know, to the point where she regretted what she said. And I feel like that's the type of black people we need patrols in the streets. The ones that, oh, you said what? Okay, now I'm going to slap the dog shit out of you. And if you say that again... 
You know what I mean? Like, we need nigga patrol or something like that. Like, black people patrol, anti-Karen patrol, something like that. Because I feel like the reason why, yeah, a lot of people can't. Yeah, you can read somebody, like, you know, really straight to the bone and not have to go crazy. But I just feel like that is, you know, if that's a stereotype about us, we all rational. Let's just sprinkle a little bit of the stereotype. I'm not, you know, stay away from it. But, you know, my opinion. Um, Talongos, I've learned to deal with white <laughs> Why do people spell like that? White people, because I never went to school in the hood. Always uh, PWI since kindergarten. Oh, so you was able to grow up around white people. And but the thing is, it's crazy how we gotta learn how to be around them, but they don't have to learn how to be around us. Dominique goes, you never truly learn how to deal with white people's racism. You just adjust to the face that they would never understand where our pain and trauma comes from. I personally was in a car. Um, well, boyfriend and I told him I was like yo I would love to make a visual like a visual um game where you're black in that game and you get to live a day of being black I swear for God and as a every police officer would have to take that game and they would basically have to complete that game like complete being black virtually for an entire day and see how the fuck you like it I'm like see how to like seriously see how you like it there's freaking people in Africa right now Chinese people are peeing on their their vest their their produce, like, and nothing, um, and it's just like, I don't know, I just feel like within the black community, because we have social media, because we have so much influencers, because we have all these things, I feel like we need to use it to our advantage, um, support black businesses, even if you had a bad experience for the black businesses, find another black business that can accommodate your needs, I feel like we need to take just a lot of our power back within the black community, because people will, and the crazy thing about this is, People will disrespect. There's so much racist people in this world that they're the same people that we buy our products from. There's probably a person in Walmart that is racist, but we would never know because they hide under a suit. There's probably racist people that own McDonald's, um, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. But the fact that they hide under these suits and they talk privately their racism um, we still support these businesses and I really want you guys to know, honestly, it hurts in their pockets when you're not supporting these white people businesses, these Chinese businesses, these people that are so disgusting to black people, you're really making a better statement than you ever would with a fist or your words. You're making an action statement that I would no longer invest in your pockets nor your, um, bank and I'm going to invest in my community. Honestly, the black dollar stays with the community for no more than six days, probably less. And it goes right to the next um, community of culture. So that's another thing. We need to keep the black dollar within the community as much as we can so we can be able to take at least majority of our power back. And I know a lot of our produce and everything comes from China. And I know a lot of the bigger companies are white people owned. But if... If you can have a Target, a Walmart, and an Amazon all in one world, then you can have another that's black-owned and black-catered. Hello, Tisha. So, um, if you do have any stories that y'all want to share of having a racist reaction like I did with my son, um, comment below. You can even comment after this live is over. I will be uploading this podcast on Spotify, and you can comment, I guess, there. I don't know, but yeah. So I do want to get into nosy news. Um, so like I said, 
over the weekend, as we've seen, we've seen black, pe black people being harassed and brutal, uh, police brutality on black people that was outside enjoying the weather as opposed to white people that was literally like a block or two away. And the white people was getting masked and the cops was not bothering them as opposed to the black people was getting fucking WWE slammed and um, arrested and getting a headset on by a cop named Officer Garcia. He's on my page. I shared him multiple times. He's actually on desk duty, but I don't think that's enough. I think he needs to be permanently off the streets because... He doesn't treat black people as humans, and that's endangered for all humans. Like Martin Luther King said, injustice for one is injustice for all. So um, that just was, like, disgusting um, to me that the fact that, like I said, this is 2020, and we're still dealing with problems like we're in the 1950s. We're still dealing with shit that you would have thought we overcame. We had people that died for this shit. Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Um, the Black Panther, majority of the Black Panthers, from the leaders to the members. So we have so many people die for our rights in this country, yet we still have not received or seen any rights. And I'm tired of seeing black people getting lawsuits for getting beat on, and I'm tired of black men dying at the hands of police. I'm also tired of black men dying at the hands of their own. So that's another thing, too, because black-on-black crime is just... It's not equal, but it's just as bad as police killing black people. But I feel like black people have to find the value within themselves as well. And then they can start the argument really on police on police brutality. Because I think that's the weakness in that argument is how you get mad when a police officer kills a black man, but a black man kill a black man and y'all just say rest in peace. And that's it. So that's another story um i do want to get into regarding the coronavirus so holly went unlocked so a black woman actually died because she was turned away um they said that she had a panic attack but she just had harder breathing but she did have the symptoms that they said is really um i guess a high risk which is hypertension and asthma but she went to the hospital several times and kept saying she could not breathe and they kept turning her away until she finally went i think the third time they tested her she was positive coronavirus but it was too late she ended up getting on a ventilator and she ended up dying her name was uh ranazo mcginn um and she passed away another lady um had a heart for cry in nyc where she was forced to live with her dead husband corpse in her apartment building she is a business owner uh, she owns Seafood Soul in Harlem, um, and basically she claimed that Mayor de Blasio forced her um, because nobody came up and picked up his dead body. He died from the coronavirus, and she had to live with his dead body for a week. Um, and she was just basically crying about how nobody should have to deal with that. Nobody should have to live with their, not even their dead significant other, but nobody should have to live with somebody who had the coronavirus um, and their body sitting there for a week. I doubt she put it in the refrigerator. She probably just left it. You know what happened to her body after a time. That shit stink. So these are things that is going on. I know they opened outside back. I know guys are very excited. It's very beautiful outside. But please, guys, if you can, at least try to social distance or to, like, don't, I'm not saying don't go outside because ain't your mama. But if you do go outside, just please, like, try to make it less crowded because honestly i would love to go back outside again with no mask i would love to be able to you know go to amusement parks live a normal day-to-day -day life go to the beaches and stuff like that but i feel like we're we can't do that and we're stagnating our release from the home prison because we just outside not caring don't get me wrong i already explained my multiple different ways of how i i wash my hands i don't wear gloves sometimes i wear my mask 
outside if i'm by myself i don't wear no mask if i'm going into a grocery store with other people i wear a mask even though it's very annoying because i have a nose ring pray pray for me but just like i know it's exciting we've been in the house for a very long time but just try to not make it so like insane to the point that cops have a reason to attack you along with the fact of you're around somebody who's asymptomatic, which they mean they have the coronavirus, but they're not showing signs. And God forbid you get it and you get the worst part of it. Because um, that's still going on. There's people that have the coronavirus and are not showing symptoms. And you can fuck around and get it and just get the worst symptoms. So just keep that in mind. Um, what else? Um, also, a U-Haul truck of over 100 bodies in Brooklyn. Um, so basically they found it was unrefrigerated. So these are just bodies fermenting literally in a U-Haul truck. It's over a hundred of them from a Brooklyn funeral home. Um, and it was found. I don't know if those people was arrested because of the fact that they had all those dead bodies and they didn't do anything with them. And they just had them in a U-Haul fermenting, which is basically having a disease in a standstill, uh, which is really crazy. Cause if anybody ever walked by that truck god forbid put their hand on the truck it's possibly they could have contacted the coronavirus so i feel like that was just um very disgusting um i do want to take a trip down memory lane but it's bad that it's not so far in memory happened like this week um so basically and out in public in san diego california a white man was wearing a ku klux clam yes i said it right a ku klux clam hoodie he was wearing the mask um he was in the supermarket um wearing the Ku Klux Klan mask out in the open in San Diego now the thing about it is the sheriff was like how he does not accept any type of racism and how they um put out things um like far as phone numbers where you could contact them if you know who that guy is um but I feel like these things should not be happening. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, how can people so, so be so comfortable in their racism where not only did we have a black president, but it's just like things are not like that, period. Like, we have so much black entrepreneurs. We have a black billionaire. We have black trillionaires. We have so much things, but I guess maybe it's not enough and white people will always be white people because you're always going to show your true colors, which is racism. I don't think racism will ever go away. I kind of think it's stupid that you hate somebody because of the color of their skin, which is something they cannot control. But the fact that people are walking around wearing Ku Klux Klan and masks in public and nothing, like nothing, they just recorded him. He just walking around the supermarket all willy-nilly. Um, if you want to see that, you can go to Savoy Show or I think that's where I found it on the Savoy Show. Um, Embracing Black Culture is another Instagram that I follow. So you can go there if you want to just see any updates regarding black people. Um, but I just think that's disgusting. On top of the fact that black people are getting beat up for even just being outside without a mask. Like you could go on my page, you could see a man. He was sitting there chilling with his girlfriend. Um, and the police just came out of nowhere and arrested him, harassed him. And I think it's disgusting. NYPD, you need to do better. Um, if I feel like right now at this point, y'all need to do some type of test, like racial testing or whoever's in office as sheriff. Uh, I think internal affairs needs to go investigate him or how he does his patrolling. Because I remember it came out not too long ago that certain departments, depending on where they're located, they have their police over police certain areas especially where black people are at i feel like that is completely disgusting i even see a friend share that there's um gas prices are even higher in the black community as opposed to the white community um i can say i probably live now on staten island i've lived in a black community i lived in park hill and honestly every time i go to park hill i can say i see at least 10 police cars if it's 
literally just by being over there, I can count you 10 police cars within a single 30 minutes back and forth as opposed to where I live now. I live closer to, um, I would say a little bit by New Dorp I live and I barely see police. I see police cars like every other hour. I could say just driving around and they don't bother nobody. They go about their business as opposed to me going to Park Hill. I see them pulled over. I see them, you know, so it's just disgusting that it's over police. You also come into Jersey, a little gas cheap. <laughs> gas is always cheap in Jersey. I'm talking about the fact that how in a black community is a little bit higher and a white community is not that much. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like racism, something has to give. And especially with people being so openly about it, I think that I don't want people to not be openly about it because I don't, I don't want to be around somebody and you're racist and I don't see your true colors. Like I never want to be around somebody and they're like an undercover racist, but like, if you have friends, and I do because my friend, she pointed that out to me. If you have friends of another race, and when these things pop up as far as police brutality, black people, like topics on black people when it comes to the mistreatment of black people, and I want to say that, I want to say that because that's what it is, and they don't say nothing. Those are just participant friends, and I say that because if people were really your friends, would you go through what they go through? Period. Point blank. You're friends with a black person. What you go through is what they go through, what you go through. So I do want to point that out. If you're friends with somebody of another race and shit be happening and they don't be saying nothing because all they see, they don't see black and white, you need to kick their asses to the mother curve because that's just what it is. So Equasia said, we don't have enough faith in each other. If we keep shitting on each other and not supporting one another... No one will ever take us serious. That's no excuse for others' behavior towards us. But if we stand strong, if we stand stronger together, it will be harder to break us down the way they try. We need we need to take back our community the way we deserve, and it'll be harder to be racist because they won't be in control of the things we need. Yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I'm about to close out nosy news, but I also want to say that you have to understand that there's black people that hate themselves. Um. And majority of the self-hatred is is because it was built. It's mental. This shit is mental, dude. And I do want to get into the mental, the, the black, the, the mental in the black community because this is mental. Like, mental. Like, the, the, the fact that black people are so divided didn't happen overnight. This shit was embedded in us. This was our roots. This is our ancestors' roots. So it would take a lot for black people to come together because black people are so against each other. They will fight each other. They would kill each other. I don't think black people see the value within themselves, honestly speaking, because the fact that a 20-year-old little boy could get shot dead for completely no reason, honestly, and the fact that... Um, Black people can kill each other over money. Think, nah, I'm not. I don't want to sit here and say it because white people do worse shit. White people's not innocent. The crime on white on white people is this kind of the same percentage, if not just a tiny bit lower than black on black crime. So let's not just modify and be like, oh, black, 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 because white people kill each other too. But it's just a simple fact of like, in order for us to be a union, not only do we have to forgive the traumas within the black community, we have to self-heal mentally, spiritually, emotionally, but black people need to see value within themselves and they need to see the power that they hold. And I feel like once that is recognized and once that is okay and once they know where they came from 
and where they can go and once they know the sacrifice that others had for them to get here and once they stop glorifying the stereotypes of black people which is selling drugs and being on drugs and wearing the newest shit and looking the flyers and they really dig into their roots of who they are and the real values of the black community and culture or the african-american community culture because somebody would say black is just a color then i most so think that black people will be able to come together but it takes it takes really it takes a village it really does dom says we fight each other we dislike each other over the most minuscule things niggas bitch weed fame money we can't even communicate with each other properly but expect other people to treat us like we're the greatest i completely agree Completely agree with that. Uh, we we could be the blessings in so many lives, but people don't know how to move past their self-ignorance. They hate to see someone win. I totally agree with that. Black people do have... I want to say black people. I think everybody, but I think the black community has a little bit of high dosage of the crabs in a barrel mentality, meaning like if I see you doing better than me, you can do better, but you just can't do better than me. And I feel like that is completely disgusting. And I will personally say that, and if you will disagree with me, I don't care. Go say that to your mama. Staten Island has the worst dosage of crabs in a barrel mentality. And I say that to say, I've seen so much entrepreneurs. I've, the girl who was just here, Beanza, she has a book out. Hold on, I'm going to finish reading Dom and then I'm going to go in. If you win, you win. If you got it, you got it. I've always been like that. I've taught people's kids and their parents hate me. But the life lesson they understand now came from someone that you just like, we don't think. We don't think that far. Yup. Hi, Omar. Equation said, we was taught to look at ourselves as lower than, lower than since way before our time. But it's up to us to change it. Our generation is the generation that has the most to worry about because we're leaving kids to deal with all the crazy shit. And this world has to offer. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to say what I got to say. And if anybody don't know what Staten Island, because like I said, I put this podcast somewhere else. Staten Island is a borough in New York City. It's mostly the Forgotten Borough, where Wu-Tang originated from. Now, I want to say this, and I'm going to say it because I felt this way for the longest. Staten Island, to me, is a black hole. I feel like Staten Island has the greatest doses of the crab in a barrel mentality. We have so many fucking rappers. We have people that really got talent. I'm not even going to sit here and sugarcoat shit. We got people that got some good-ass talent. And I'm talking about singers, rappers. I'm talking about journalists as Dominique. She's from Staten Island. She's a journalist. She has In The Vault. We have people that are good when it comes to hair. We have people that's good when it comes to makeup. We have so much talent on the small-ass island. And because nobody has yet to succeed, it's because it's a fucking crab-in-a-barrel mentality. We have comedians. Um... Timeline Bryce is a, a comedian. That's my son's father. That is my boyfriend. He's fucking funny, but you don't have people that's going to sit there and support him. You have other people that are comedians um, that are on Staten Island that he deals with. I think it's a midget that he plays with and another fat guy that he deals with. Um, oh, shit. He's on here. Hi, Don. Hi, Rodney. <coughs> um, Shanice said, it's sad, though, because why can't we all win? I want everyone to be best. They can never be it. It shouldn't be that way. But it is. Shanice, she does YouTube. She also has a podcast. I never in my life, and I'm not even going to lie, when I started clothing, I had other people starting clothing, I bought for those people. Because what if, what can I do for you if we're going to be sitting here? Like, I compete with nobody but myself. And I say that in the most humblest way because I am fighting with me to be better. You feel me? Like, And I feel like with Staten Island, just Staten Island alone, because we can't say other boroughs because Brooklyn... They got it. Like, they got people that's moving out there. Queens, they got people that move. They got Cardi, like, Bronx, they got Cardi B. They got people that was aging actually to come off that. With Staten Island, we got the Wu-Tang, we got Mac Wiles. 
That's it. That's all. Honestly, that's all I could think of when it comes to people that actually can say that they they moved from it. So when I talk about Staten Island, Staten Island needs to do better as a whole as well because Staten Island is a very very crabs in a barrel ass place. Because nobody in Staten Island want to see somebody else doing good. And I am one person to say Staten Island needs to do better. Because the fact that we have so much fucking talent on Staten Island and the fact that people are such a crab in a barrel mentality when it comes to people cooking, when it comes to anything anybody want to do, people want to support who they know. They want to support who they think is going to help them up. Or if you're not up, why would I help you get up? And that's just what it is. But what I learned and what made me... Put Staten Island, honestly, I love Staten Island Def. I'm from Staten Island, but put me on the back is I knew that there was something bigger than Staten Island. It's a whole world out there. So if I'm not making it where I'm at, I, what I learned about Staten Island is I got to make it somewhere big and come back. And that's so sad that you got to leave from where you live and become something and then come back. And then the people that you grow with show you love, but that's just how it is. And that's how I treat it. Like me personally, when I do stuff, I'm not, my, my, Honestly, if you, I'm going to post a picture of my insights from my Instagram. Staten Island is zero. I got the whole New York. I got the whole fucking New York. And I got nothing in Staten Island. I live here. Born and raised here. And when I think, and I be telling my, my boyfriend this too. When I think of shit doing, I'm, Staten Island is the least of my worries. I'm thinking of bigger and better. I'm thinking of Cali. I'm thinking of Georgia. I'm thinking of everywhere else. Because at the end of the day, Staten Island is not going to notice you until you're already there. And as sad as it is, that's true. As true as it gets. Oh, and Abby, that's a girl um, who does music. Shanice says, black women too, they're so envious towards other black women. We can all be amazing together. Like she's, I feel like black women too, but I feel like black women feel like there's not enough. But if there wasn't enough, there wouldn't be millionaires, trillionaires. Like, there's so much enough money to go around. But because of that mentality people got, it's like a doggy dog world. So they don't feel like it's enough when it comes to um, just black people at all. Like, pe- black people think that, oh, you getting it? So I got to get what you getting and I got to get it. That's not how That's not how it is. Uh, hello, Tony. How much Bryce? Um, so Dominic goes, we face so much trauma and we pass it down to our children without dealing with it ourselves. Love, we work on something. Shanice, we can make a YouTube video. Quay, I can tutor the kids. Like, we have to help each other and put their put other shit aside. It's no longer about us. It's about the people that come after. These babies have to know everything. They have to be able to live in times um, that are going to be worse than ours the only way we win is together amen yes 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 y'all networks um dom i'm gonna text you after this shanice i'll text you after this if anything i'll put you in a group chat uh quay text me your number throw you in a group chat as well there's enough money out here for all of us to have and split if need be definitely hey papa um definitely definitely and honestly like my dom is very one of my very close friends she does the same. She does similar to what I do. She does journalism. She has a fucking degree in journalism. I don't have a degree in journalism, but anytime I go to that girl, if I want to do something, she never steers me wrong. And I remember me doubting myself. And she was like, "Just because I have a degree, what does that? What do I have to do with you? If you, in order for you to win, you got to see other people win. Trust and believe that. We do literally similar things. She has her show in the vault. I have yes, she speaks, and every time we talk, it's nothing but good vibes. It's nothing but oh, what you about to do? Oh, I'm happy for you. I'm proud for you, and that's the type of vibes you need. Like, don't be around people that's not gonna be happy for you, because honestly, everybody's not gonna be happy for you. But you gotta just put yourself in them people that's gonna want that want to see you win. And as sad as it is, 
fuck around. It might just be yourself and your and some some of your family members, because even some of your families don't want to see you win. But it just got to be like that because the mentality needs to be changed. But I agree, it has to be with our children. Like, and I'm put I'm implementing that to my son as y'all see that already. So, but I do want to. Um, the last note that I have was Scott Disket. He went to rehab but then got out of rehab like within three minutes because his photo got leaked. So. I just hope he don't end up like Whitney. Rest in peace, Whitney. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Um, there's enough money out here. Hell no. I wrote I wrote on a couple of famous people. I'm, nobody will ever know that because I don't promote it. I help them win and I'm content with that. I'm content with knowing that I can share my gift even if it doesn't help me. Amen. And yes, you are. Trust me. I know. Damn degree don't mean nothing. I self-taught myself everything I know. The degree just told me to survive in a, in a white man's business. Amen to that. Amen to that because shit. Shit, because we be talking, listen. So I might be here tomorrow. Y'all don't know. We might have some. We don't know. We just might, she just might pop up. We don't know. That would be stay tuned. So, um, but definitely, definitely, guys, if this video did not teach you anything, let it teach you self-control. Let it teach you, um, her, her rooting for somebody else, even when you're not rooting for yourself. And I, and I say that so much because you don't even know when you're rooting for somebody, you don't know what you're doing for them there, everybody has bad days as much as people is sitting there doing it you think they're getting it you see them doing stuff they could be having bad days and by the fact that you're rooting for them could really change a mindset you don't understand people be rich and famous and still commit suicide the fact that you're supporting somebody you don't know what blessing you got to you you fuck around and support somebody and they buy you a car because you was their first customer you was their first uh, student, you was their first thing. So please don't look at supporting somebody as a crab and a crab mentality. Like, oh, because you getting it, I can't get it. No, watch how you root for somebody and watch how that comes back. When you put into the earth, you will receive. So, all right. So I we are done with nosy news. We're about to shut down. Yes, you speak today was such a successful day, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Also, I got Beastable's new book. This one's talking about support. Um, what I'm about to do. Oops, dropped it what i'm about to do right now is i'm about to record a review because i read it last night it wasn't that much so for everybody who's looking to buy this book um if you want you can borrow it i don't i don't think i'm gonna put it on my bookshelf but i will i'm gonna do like a little five minute review of what i thought about it so stay tuned for that um also motivational quote for today is failure only applies to the ones who give up so if you don't want to fail don't give up. I don't need to explain that. I think it's as um, simple as it is. Failure only applies to those who give up. So if you give up, you are a failure. But if you don't, you keep going. No matter what part of the race you are in, you're going to finish. And that's a winner to me. No matter what time you six, seven, eight, you're still a winner because you finished the race. Um, this video was sponsored by Snatchy's Network. Um, take what's yours. I just want to shout out to everyone who brought my glasses, guys. I sold out of my damn glasses. And y'all brought it. I bought, I ordered another shipment of glasses. So we about to do, and they're going to be mad cute. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, if you want, I do have a $5 sale going on. $5, $10 sale of all my old inventory. So this is the inventory I've been holding on to. I need it to get the fuck out because I want to buy new stuff so I could, you know, have you guys with your new stuff. So I have old inventory and I need it to get out. So please go to my website, www.snatchiesnetwork.com. Um, go to last chance and then go to under 20. That's the sale. All of those are $5, $10. Um, 
if, if, look, even if you don't got 10, send me five. Cash app it to me. Money sign, LaVeja, uh, W. Cash app it to me. I'll still send it out. I need it out of my house. So I don't, at this point, I'm trying to get it out. So it gotta go. It gotta go. Um, so yeah, just make sure we're doing a restock for the glasses next week. So make sure you are there. I'm going to post it in my Instagram story and my Facebook story. If you do not catch it, that is you do not send me money because I'm going to refund it back to you. Once the glasses are gone, they're gone. And that's it. That's all. Save it for your mama. All right. So I want to thank you much for tuning in. We're going to be back tomorrow with Yes Girl Wednesdays at this time on time because, you know, I was a little late. But I ain't the black people never on time because I'm always on time. But I just wasn't on time today because that's my business, not yours. Anyway, um, so thank you so much. We're going to be back here at 12 p.m. This is your girl, LaVeja Renee. Bye.